Today's episode is sponsored by Sakara Life. Sakara Life is an all-natural organic meal delivery service that's completely vegan and plant-based. Their meals and products are backed by cutting-edge nutrition science and traditional healing wisdom to give your body what it needs to thrive. And speaking of thriving bodies, I thrive on products from Sakara's online clean boutique. So I picked out some of my personal faves to share with Dan and convert him. And today we want to highlight the newest addition to the Sakara Life Clean Boutique line of products, the foundation. So you've been trying the foundation. I'm addicted to the foundation already. Mm-hmm. They're vitamins. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things, right, where you really just know what it's doing based on how you feel. In short, when I've taken these supplements, I feel great. I, I notice a surge in energy. I notice I feel better. It feels like clean energy. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I don't have the the list in front of me of, of what's inside them and the ingredients, but I'm sure we could access that clear enough. They they have it written everywhere on the product, and it's just a, a set of supplements that really does provide exactly what I think we're usually looking for: is clean energy, wakefulness, focus, ease, and again, you know, positive fuel for the day. Yeah, and what's great about the foundation is that when they were developing this product, they built it all around this idea of bioavailability. So I think that that's perhaps why you're feeling so good. That's why I'm feeling jacked right now. So (laughs) Jacked in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. So you're converted. I'm converted. Okay, good. Well, guess what, Dan? Whether you want to try their meal subscription plan or just enjoy the snacks and supplements from their online clean boutique, Sakara is offering Mindspace Minimal listeners 20% off their first order with the code XOJessica. So please visit Sakara.com for 20% off. Details are in the show notes as well as a link to an up close and personal YouTube video review I recently did sharing some of my favorite Sakara products from their online clean boutique. So check out Sakara, use the code XOJessica for 20% off. Welcome to Mindspace Minimal. We're your hosts, Daniel Ryan and Jessica Yatrovsky. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We hope you enjoy this episode. And today's (laughs) Minimal... is on mood and mindset. It sounds like I'm in a good mood, right? <laughs> I think so. Hope um, so. Okay. So, Dan, what comes first, the mood or the mindset? Nice. Great question. I'm going to go with mindset. I'm going to go with internal begets external. To an extent, the environment is always there. But in terms of our experience, I am taking my mindset with me into the environment and in any given environment there will only be so many things i can change in any one given time so i would say mindset creates the source material we'll say Mm -hmm. but that both can be treated equally as important that to change our environment can change our mindset to change our mindset can change our environment (laughs) 
Are we done? Did I have do no it? response to that because <laughs> I'm going to have to process that for the next two weeks. Cool. I think it would be helpful to, uh, <laughs> to, to give definitions yes. of mood and mindset. Okay, so this is what I found for mood, noun, temporary state of mind or feeling. Hmm. Huh. Um, that's interesting that it says a temporary state of mind or feeling it's right like, maybe it's a thought maybe it's a feeling we don't know right and as an adjective um it says especially of music huh. inducing or suggestive of a particular feeling or state of mind so isn't that interesting they're mm. saying mind this is about mood so then when you get to the definition of mindset noun the established set of attitudes held by someone. And then I have to read this example they gave. It says, the region seems struck in a medieval mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, what kind of fucking example is that? Seriously. But anyways, so is it, it's I interesting. It had to have been an English dictionary, you know? That's why I kind of, like, started with that chicken or the egg yeah. question. Because I just think of a mindset as something... This is totally off the cuff, so we're going to delete this if this does not make sense. <laughs> I think of a mindset as like part of who you are, mm -hmm. like the lens in which you view the world, your mindset, mm -hmm. overarching. You can maybe drop into different types of mindset depending on your mood and mm -hmm. like that can sway your mindset. But I really feel like your mindset is pretty fixed to a certain extent do you think mindset is fixed or personality is fixed identity is fixed i think they're stuck together okay because oh. we're in this flesh thing thing yeah yeah and These it's conscious <laughs> flesh things that we're walking around in in a flesh popsicle you know? and i think that um yeah mindset and personality i don't know then you would have to say well, what does that mean about, you know, like how you're showing up in the world? I don't know. It just has a lot to do with, I, I feel, sure. the way you view the world. And that's from all the experiences you've had as a person up until today. So you know why I like this conversation already? is because it's getting into these nuanced aspects of the mind, which in fact, the English language is a really bad set of tools, in my opinion anyway, to do just this, to get into what is the difference between mindset and mood and mm -hmm. awareness and consciousness and all of these words we hear all the time that apply to the mind, something we talk about constantly and still have yet to actually define very well. So uh, I, I think this is one of the most important kind of hiding in plain sight conversations people in the Western world can have and never do. Mm -hmm. uh, because again, perhaps even the set of tools we're using to do so with, the English language, is not the best. If we were speaking Sanskrit, we might have a little more flexibility, a little more luck mm -hmm. even. And I think also when you think about mindset, it's it's like, what's that other word? Um, outlook mm. comes up for me. Sure. It's like someone's outlook on something but i just still feel like that is not what mindset is mindset is i just feel like is inherently attached to like the way that you were raised how you view the world how you interact with the world Definitely. and then mood is this thing that can be 
like triggered mm -hmm. by your environment See, and yeah. that has to do with your mindset like are you like quote do you have a positive mindset right right yeah i yeah for what's worth too i don't like that definition of mood even that we heard <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure we could find many others well it says it's temporary it also it's it says nothing really it just mm -hmm. says it could mm -hmm. be a thought it could be a feeling it's you figure it's it coming out coming and going <laughs> yeah we don't know what it is uh, well, mood is coming and going, kind of. Yeah, there's. it's not that that's untrue. Yeah. It's that it is so formless as it says nothing about what a mood actually is. Because a mood, I mean, hey, come on. A mood's a very specific thing. Like We know a fucking mood. But maybe it's because it's not a fixed thing. Well, it certainly isn't a fixed thing. But what are the elements of mood? I mean, I think, you know, how are we going to set the mood? What do we do first? We set the lighting. We set the volume of the music. We put out things to make people feel warm and comfortable and safe. Mm -hmm. If we want people to feel the opposite, what do we do? We leave the lights off. We lock the doors. We make things uncomfortable. Whatever yeah. we do. But there are very specific actions we take to set and create mood. So I think there's actually, again, a, an important nuanced understanding of what happens here. Mindset. I kind of like the definition that we heard because it talks about having this set of attitudes that make up, you know, what we are placing the mind on or applying our attention to. So I like that idea of the set of attitudes because I think that's true. Mm -hmm. And I, I personally, agreeing with everything that you're saying and certainly you know, stating up front, I feel like there's no way that we could be, anybody could necessarily be wrong in a conversation this nuanced. I see mindset as very different, actually. I see mindset not as so much attached to identity in the way that you're saying. I agree. Mm -hmm. Early life experiences, filters, biases, all of these things are there all the time and playing their port, uh, playing their part, exerting some force. But mindset i think is very very temporary you know as we are having these conversations we're in a particular mindset and as we will be enjoying a meal you know separately with our significant others later today we'll be in a particular mindset and when we're watching a movie we're in a particular mindset so i feel like every time you say mindset i'm just like mood i'm thinking mood i'm gonna be in this sure. mood. i'm gonna be in that mood and you're not wrong yeah you're it's not wrong. weird so there is an event diagram i think they're overlapping you know, it's not a perfect circle. They're overlapping. They're different. But uh, but I, again, I think all of these things are true. Mm -hmm. There's simply a, a nuance to all of it that I, I think having the vocabulary to be able to speak about these things, especially with ourselves, makes that interior life richer, you know, makes one's mindsets actually more enjoyable. And that conversation should be held out loud alone. <laughs> for others to hear or on subways <laughs> to Sub keep people away yeah. libraries <laughs> parking lots so okay i was thinking a lot about when i first started to think about this episode yeah i was thinking a lot when i first started mm -hmm. thinking mm -hmm. about this episode mood and mindset and i was thinking about the conversations that i've had over time with cliff Cliff mm -hmm. Matsuno, Shout out who's, to Cliff. who's been one of our guests on the show. Go check it out. Um, it was a very good episode, very informative. You know, the way he talks about narrative, right? Yeah. We all have a narrative. And it, I can't help but think about 
mindset and narrative. Yeah. Like how when you wake up in the morning, you can literally prime your day for whatever it is you need, you know, whether that's to be happy or to be focused or something like that. That that narrative creating it the way you want is a mindset too. It's creating mindset, right? It's not just like creating narratives, creating mindset. And then that informs your mood or like the mood you need to be in in order to do X, Y, or Z. Whether that's, you know, going out and having a pleasureful, pleasureful day walking the dog or like going and doing your TED talk. And so I think about narrative a lot. Like our mm-hmm. self-talk, which you and I talk about self-talk a lot. We talk about self-talk. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes with ourselves, sometimes yes. with others. Sometimes we talk <laughs> to ourselves. I talk to myself about my self-talk all the time. <laughs> Go on. And I feel like we've talked about self-talk a lot <laughs> on this episode um, and other episodes, but also on a lot every time we're talking, we're talking about self-talk. We're fucking um, batshit crazy <laughs> is what we are. Go on. And in sessions too, you know, because it is, you're getting down to like self-talk and I feel like that... This is getting so meta. So then (laughs) that turns into narrative, right? Mm -hmm. Because your self-talk is the story that you've created, whether it's like a temporary story, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. a mood. (laughs) It's a temporary mood. (laughs) It's a temporary story that Mm -hmm. you created. I like to look at all these stories as temporary, really, because if they're not serving you, bye. You know, like, I don't want to be in this. I wish I could do that easily with mood. But I feel like with mood, it's so hard because... If you're in a, quote, bad mood, <laughs> yeah. and then someone's like, you know, snap out of it or whatever, it's like... Or people are walking on eggshells, for that matter, too. Just the idea yeah. of, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. And now you've taken that on as like a mini narrative, even if it's for like a few minutes, a few days, or afternoon. Oh, my God. I'm so fired today. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you say, mm-hmm? <laughs> Engineer Bobby said, mm-hmm. <laughs> My alarm went off. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so what was I saying? You were talking about mood. Mood. Okay, well, that's so vague. <laughs> um, I think with mood, yeah, it could be temporary. It could be like any time of, for, from moment to moment, you know, you're in a different mood. But when I do go back and I think, well, that mood is not my mindset, but I guess it does become my mindset for that moment because my mindset is like one of a pissed off person because I'm in right. a bad I'm mood. I'm in a bad mood. And narrative you're mentioning. Yeah. And the self-talk that kind of, uh, it's like, where does one start and the other begin? So can I make a parallel? Or a, wait, a, a metaphor? End? Yeah. We're just, yeah. Yeah. So here's a metaphor for us to play with. And then right. I, I want to talk about set and setting. Okay. A little bit in this context. And then I want to ask you questions about setting mood. Okay. So here's the, the metaphor. The identity of a person is the house. The, the structure of the house, its walls, its support beams are the early life experiences, conscious and unconscious beliefs, sense of self, filters, biases, all of these kinds of usually unconscious after a certain amount of time, foundations of the person's identity. Mm -hmm. The lighting, the furniture, the temperature, the music that's playing or not playing in each of the rooms is a different mindset, is a different setting. Oh, okay, okay. It's a different setting. I follow. 
I'm following. So the house itself is the identity. And inside the rooms, we're creating different moods and we're creating different temperatures. And those rooms are different times of your day. They're different people that you might interact with. They're different states that you literally step into and walk into and take on. You know, one room is a bad mood. Another room is a great mood. What do you think? I think the mind is incorporeal. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that that's a lot to take in to think about it like that. But then I think to your analogy of the the house is it a metaphor or analogy i'm sorry i don't i mean i don't know you you decide (laughs) metaphor Uh, this beautiful metaphor that you've just illustrated it's a terrifically semantic episode we've enjoyed today do you illustrate a metaphor i can't remember off the top of my head what the difference between an analogy and a metaphor is at the moment but please continue (laughs) i didn't mean to interrupt you so i think that that's a beautiful metaphor and it just makes me think that even like maybe that house is sitting on top of the hill of the mindset too. Um, But anyways, erase that. Let's not, let's not even go there. What, where I was going to go when you started to fuck my head up with that, with that metaphor. We're in the house now, aren't we? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Is I was thinking about a lot of experiences that I've had with you in hypnosis and in past life regression where I started to over time with working with you train myself that when something would come up and this is was specific to past life regression, Mm -hmm. uh, probably in, in regular um, hypnotherapy, but I'm going to talk about something very specific is that you often were having these group sessions. And then I was also seeing you one-on-one And I was learning how to train my brain, (laughs) however you want to call it, where I would be in a past life regression scene and I would see something that I didn't like and I just fucking left. I went to another, quote, room. Good practice. And when you talk about room and mood and how you have control over these things. I'm going to go as far to say as we do have control over these mm-hmm. things to a certain extent. We are the source of them one yes, way or the other. Yes, we're the problem and the solution. solution. So I started thinking about that. And I remember I had this one moment. I don't know if I've talked about this on another podcast, but we were in a group trance uh, past life regression workshop. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was practicing this, right? So I had this past life image that came up where I was a little girl. I had pigtails. I was sitting on this like park bench. It looked like where people would go and park their RVs and camp out and kind of poor. It felt very poor. And there was a couple and I felt like they were my parents, but not my parents in this life. They were just two adults. They were fighting. It felt like an abusive environment And I was literally like five or six. And in the moment, I was like, ew, like when I came upon that imagery and I was like, fuck this shit. And I literally pivoted Mm -hmm. in the past life regression. Mm -hmm. I I conjured up a horse Mm -hmm. and I got on the horse and I rode into a desert. Some part of you conjured a horse. Yes. Because... I love the idea of the pivot too because... 
this is all happening in in the incorporeal mind as we established before so yeah where did the space actually shift you know what space shifted but you pivoted but i think it was the recognition of hey i don't have to be in this quote mood yeah, there you go. i don't have to stay in this fucking negative vibe and i can pivot but see it's a practice. That's why I said it's a practice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I rode my horse. I went to a fucking crystal palace. I like I had all these amazing experiences during that past life regression mm. workshop. And then when we all came to, everybody was like, you know, sharing their experiences. And they were like, that was a particular group where a lot of people were uh, some, some negative, what we would qualify as negative things came Some up traumatic material in and then life. you asked me you were like what were you doing and i was like well i was on a horse and i was going to a crystal palace and i was <laughs> and and i just felt like people were like oh fuck you man <laughs> but the point being is that with practice you can shift your perception you can work on that and that's why i brought up cliff too because it's like this is also about like narrative shaping right it's like if you keep shaping this thing like in your brain too like your mindset your thought process that you can create a good mood for yourself or these rooms that you described yeah you can only spend you could spend most of your times in the well-lit rooms right and sort of you know pivot away from or just close off the other rooms maybe that's bad to say close off but well just yeah. being aware of where to go how you're feeling and hey listen i mean just staying with the rooms for one more moment here we can go clean it up eventually mm-hmm. you know it's like a room in your house that needs to be organized or that closet that we're waiting to get into and yeah. take apart and this is your domain yeah jessica you know what i mean so let's get to that you know set and setting how do you create a mood? You know, how do you create mood for yourself? How do you suggest to your clients and the people that you help that they create mindset, mood? Well, first you establish their mindset. Mm. Like, how are they coming into this? Mm. So that's why when we start... What is their set of attitudes? What is their narrative? Yeah. Yeah. You just, you get so much information out of that initial consultation, which is usually over the phone. And it's absolutely now over the phone because of COVID. But I think what's interesting is that you get a read on someone, right? And then you, what I do is I ask what their ideal lifestyle is, what their goals are, what they're hoping to achieve, like through working with me. And then, so I have like kind of a guideline for myself of, okay, these are the markers they want to hit. But then there's also so much that's not being said, Mm -hmm. which you know, you can just hear it through somebody's voice mm-hmm. or they're telling you through a story without telling you directly like what the issue is. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of deduce like, oh, okay, I see this is what they're trying to go for. And this is where they're needing to experience relief because, you know, when you're going into someone's home or you're trying to aestheticize a space and organize a space that is creating a mood, it's creating a mood big time to relax, to feel organized. I mean, I still come back to actually, pardon my interruption, mm-hmm. but what are the first things we do? I'm, I'm thinking of when I used to tend bar mm-hmm. and some of the bars I worked in, in Manhattan were beautiful. Ugly I, I, coyote. I, <laughs> or, what is it? Coyote <laughs> ugly. The other way, yeah. Coyote ugly. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I worked in a bunch of places and 
some of the bars I worked in were really, really beautiful rooms. And what were the first things that we paid attention to there? Mm-hmm. What were the things that we looked at? You know, they were things like, well, first of all, the furniture, of course, what's mm-hmm. in the room, what's occupying the space, but then lighting. Lighting yeah. is huge. It's huge. I think, I think lighting might be the unsung hero of all mood. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that in the background, even as we talk about light and dark moods, you know, there's very direct meaning in that. Anyway. Yeah, you know, lighting, level of the music, mm-hmm. things looking nice. I mean, cleanliness, basic cleanliness. I think it also comes down to what's the level of distraction visually going on in totally. any one given person's totally. home or room or, you know, wherever we're working. Screens and televisions being the mm-hmm. number one source of distraction. Oh, I wasn't even thinking that. I'm thinking, like, if you go into a room, what's in it? Sure. You know, I mean, if you turn a TV on, you can turn it off. True. True. It'll distract me. I know I'm very, very sensitive to. Oh, I know how to get you then. I can just be like, oh, look. Oh, my God. I'm just hold my iPhone up. I'm such an easy mark. And I will follow (laughs) the light. Uh, Are you the kind of guy that reads other people's phones on the train? If you're going to stand close to me and read your phone, (laughs) like if you're going to stand or be in a distance that I can read your shit, then maybe. That's, is it interesting? That's why I have a blackout screen on yeah, my phone. And that's why you should have one. <laughs> Especially when we used to uh, used to be like all next to each other in the subway. Now people are responsibly social distancing, mm-hmm. so no. Mm-hmm. But I mean, before if people were going to stand like, you know, we were all on top of each other. Yeah. So if it was interesting, sure. <laughs> sure, make it salacious, please. So, okay. The idea though in your home is that yeah, you don't want to have screens all over the place that yes, are on. Yes. TV right? screens will I find very distracting. Now, because they have information on them, right? So when you walk through through a home, when you walk through a closet, it's like how much information is in each of these spaces, right? And that's going to determine how we're going to create the mood that you desire. That's going to set the stage of what needs to be removed from this space to create the mood that you set out for can yourself I, can i air one silly grievance right now yeah this isn't even a political statement fox cnn it doesn't matter Just oh don't have don't have the news on don't have the news on in your home like in general what? or while you're tidying you know those people <laughs> that just leave the news on yeah in their home yes and just have like fox news running in the background yeah i, I think that's just auditory poison i was just gonna I say it's, it's poison I think it's sensory auditory poison same with cnn i mean again it's not really like it's it's not a political statement it's just leaving garbage commentary there's leaving garbage commentary on no good turn off garbage commentary great discourse a good audiobook a yeah. podcast you enjoy there's there's such a huge difference and i feel like so many people mistake just leaving cable fucking news on yeah which is I know. psychological it's, poison and the commercials are worse too the commercials are worse you're absolutely like, right if i see if you go on <laughs> have you seen those commercials for trumpy bear no oh my god i feel I like don't, i don't i don't so, know well I don't, know. I don't know if that fits into mood and mindset but it is certainly a disturbing commercial um if you watch any conservative you know whether it's the left right wing television whatever there's just disturbing commercials on all of these news 
pharmaceutical advertising in the United States is deeply disturbing. One of the first yeah, things gross. you realize when you go overseas is that that's not there. I mean, granted, yeah. like, you know, Japan and uh, Europe, the advertising's equally crazy. It's just different. But the pharmaceutical advertising in particular, and then you get back here and you're watching TV and some ad for Lunestra comes yes. on and they're reading off these insanely horrible side effects like diarrhea blindness deafness yeah. and can't feel your hands and it's just like oh yeah that's right i didn't miss that when i was yeah and then it puts else. you in a mood yeah and then it sets mood <laughs> so i mean this is the impact of television on mood though unchecked yeah. sound media that it runs amok in people's homes so i think that that's an important thing that you're touching on though because when i do speak with clients or work with clients we do not have television playing in the background. Mm -hmm. We don't have screens on. Yeah. We don't um, play music. Right. <laughs> this is so weird. I was about to say, I'm not really into music. I'm not so much into music. I'm more into, I like hearing people talk. Hmm. I love listening to talk radio. You yeah. know this yeah, yeah. about me. Mm -hmm. You've always known this about me. So I'm podcast. I'm radio. I'm. Which I'm mostly today too, for what's worth, actually. Yeah. I'm uh, and I go through kicks, but I'm fully with you right now. I'm all about audiobooks and podcasts. I prefer to listen. And I also get really irritated when I hear people put on television shows and then just listen to them. I'm like, what the fuck? Because when I watch TV, the new, the, the performances, the nuance, the thing, maybe somebody slid something across a table or gave a wink or something. And you miss that. Oh, yeah. And I hear people, they go, oh, yeah, I watch that show when I'm getting ready. I'm like, huh? Right. You're missing on the nuance, but this is. Uh, I brought us here. I brought us here. Yeah, with the, you brought the me TV here. Stuff. Now but I'm in a mood. I know, but I, I'm glad we did it. Media and okay. TV and all these things are important to mood. But now, yes. please come back to how you set it. Okay, so how you're setting the mood? <laughs> I feel like we keep coming back to this. It's like how you're you're going to try yeah. to move towards creating a mood in your home, in your office space, wherever that is, whatever room in your home that is. The way you get to the goal is by asking yourself, how do you want this room to feel, right? right. And you use that in session. How do you want to feel? Yeah. How do you want this room to feel? How do you want this room to function? I think would be even a better question right. to ask a client. Now you're reminding me of when I was decorating my office and you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Setting a mood for a hypnotist's office is a yeah. pretty specific thing. Yeah. If you're a person that entertains a lot and you want your space to be very activating and active and colorful, by all means, we'll create that space for you. If you want something zen where your home is more respite from the outside world, we're going to take a different approach. Now, what I'm working on with people, though, is helping them understand everything that they own, looking over it, see if it reflects their ideal lifestyle and whether or not they want to keep it in their life. That's a mood in itself. Indeed. That's very personal for each person. And it's setting a tone for them to create for themselves their own mood for each space, for each room. Because like maybe this is the playroom, right? And it's going to be having a lot of toys. Maybe we reduce the toys a bit. But then it still has the mood of playfulness, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like 
I, I don't want to give the impression that I'm going into people's homes and turning them into like sane asylums, like with padded <laughs> walls and everything's white. And oh, I that's think, what I thought you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think, I think, what did I say last time? I was just like, I love, to, uh, I'm taupe. And you're like, you're not taupe. <laughs> <laughs> you were describing your own apartment, which again is beautiful. I'm it's sitting taupe. in it now and you're like, it's beigey. It's beigey. I think was the word <laughs> yeah, you used. It's beigey, <laughs> which is definitely something you would say if you were like talking shit about something. Yeah. <laughs> which. I just I think that because I am so easily stimulated by anything and everything, mm. which is also a gift. It's a yeah. gift and a curse. Yeah. I'm hyper tuned into those things when I walk into someone else's home for them. I'm not triggered by it. I point it out to them. So I mean, in one of these episodes that's either up already or coming out, we talked about bedroom and yellow pillows. So look, look for that. That sounds like a, a, hor- <laughs> a horror movie. Um, look for that episode. Um, chip, ch- chipped plates. Yeah. Like all oh, of yeah. these things are, and this comes from my art background and yes. my experience with and highly attuned interests in aesthetics. It's yes. like... For context, that yeah. was yellow pillows, as in like they started white. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they turn yeah. yellow from your drawer. And, and chipped plates that are, are sitting in the drawers for months and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, and, and bacteria is forming in them. Yes. Let's not get into that. So that's a gross mood. <laughs> and yeah. you certainly want to have an environment and a, and a household that reflects your values, your vibe your interests and your style. Mm -hmm. Like I say all the time, like you're the arbiter of your style, of your taste. You create it. So creating a mood for yourself is so important because if you're sitting in someone else's designed, you know, interior designed paradise, you got to ask yourself, you know, is this setting the mood that I want reflected? So on that, you know, this is the last thing, mm-hmm. last words on the subject for mm-hmm. me today on mindset and mood. I always think of set and setting, mm-hmm. which is a term most often used with altered states, experiences, drugs, psychedelics, things like this. But set and setting, the concept is so genius. It's so simple. But it's just the mindset we're in and the setting we're going into. These, the meeting of these two things are so decisive, set and setting. And that if we can just carry that awareness of my mindset and the setting I am in and internal and external, which are core tenets of this podcast and all of our conversations, it's always true, you know, whether we're enjoying a meal or, as you've said, inviting people into our home or having some kind of altered states experience. See, here's the thing. Life is a series of altered states experiences. Having a meal is an altered state. What does that say? Don? Don, oh, Don Latin. Latin? Is oh, that he the wrote, guy that He's you the saying? author of the Psychedelic Club. Are you looking for the guys that... Yeah. Google who created the term set and setting or term creator okay. set and setting. So... Yeah, if we can just carry this understanding of set and setting and every meal and every moment of work. It was Tim Leary. Yeah, that's what I thought. Timothy Leary. And we can find online, actually, if you Google his guide to psychedelic experiences. I was just I was forgetting if it was him or one of the other characters. But his guide to psychedelic experiences written, I believe, in the 70s. 
was the first time that term set and setting was used. And again, it's it really applicable to every moment of our lives and just carrying that with us in regarding even, again, tea and coffee as state-altering experiences, a meal as a state-altering experience, a conversation as a state-altering experiencing mm-hmm. experience, entering a room as a, a state-altering experience for that mood. Then, you know, we can have this nuanced and kind of flowing understanding of our own set and our own relationship to our settings that I think can have some of this nuance in it. I just feel like I'm going to have so many more thoughts about this. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have to do another episode on um, mood and mindset because I'm my my gears are turning, but like slowly. Yeah, no, there's a lot to take apart. And my gears are going slow too, man. I don't know what isn't going slow right now. I would love to end with a lightning round. Let's do it. I gave you a sheet of paper, but I blacked it out because I wanted to catch you off guard. It was redacted. (laughs) Yes. So I want you to describe your mood for the following in one word. Whoa. What's your morning mood? Light. Midday mood. (laughs) Solid. That's very cocky. (laughs) Okay. Afternoon mood. Is that different than midday? I I think so. (laughs) Isn't midday like noon and the afternoon is like after midday? Okay. Afternoon mood. I asked myself that question when I wrote this too. I was like, "Mm, (laughs) Afternoon mood, I will go with spacey. (laughs) Night mood. Grounded. Hmm. Okay. Should I answer these? Please. What's your morning mood? Ugh. <laughs> Is that your answer? Mm-hmm. Your midday mood? Peppy. Afternoon? Staring at a wall, but that's not a one word. Uh, zone. Okay. Zoned. Yeah. Focused? No. Okay. Night mood? Active. Okay. Right on. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's been great talking with you about mood and mindset today, Jessica. Mm -hmm. We have a lot more I think we could and will explore on these very general subjects in the future. Yeah. And if you guys have any topics that you want us to cover or you think would make interesting minimal sodes, feel Mm -hmm. free to send those in. Yeah, please do. Hope you're in a great mood. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good day. Thanks for listening. Bye. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit MindSpaceMinimal.com and email us at MindSpaceMinimal at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-D-S-P-A-C-E-M-I-N-I-M-A-L.com. Keep it minimal and keep it moving. Thanks again for listening.